0: Hi
1: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi, the Nomad Architect, and this is a place where I'm sharing with you ideas and inspiration, hosting founders, entrepreneurs and extremely talented people to share their experience with us. Today we are very happy to have Aaron. Hi Aaron.
0: Hi there. Thanks for having me.
1: Sure. Thank you for being with us. Um, Aaron is the executive director of the Tulsa Remote Program. uh, That happens in Oklahoma. And we actually met a few weeks ago at a conference in the Canary Islands of Spain. And when I learned about Aaron's job or vision and point of view, I just got so excited and I just knew that I had to have him on the show. So thank you for being with us.
0: It's really cool that we got to meet uh, in the Canary Islands. And, and now I'm back in the United States and we're having this conversation. I enjoyed our time together and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy our time today.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so let's start. Um, so how did this project started? And well, maybe we need to explain in a few words what is remote work, because this is like the essence of the program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. We define remote workers as individuals who are who are employed yet have the flexibility to work from wherever they choose. So that might be a nomadic worker who chooses to move around on a regular basis or that might be somebody who chooses to stay in one location but works from home and does not live in the same place that their company is based. For Tulsa Remote our our vision was to attract remote workers who have the flexibility to move, to come to Tulsa and work from Tulsa for a year in the hopes that they enjoy it and choose to stay longer.
1: And you're actually paying $10,000 a year to the participants in the program, right? We
0: are we are pro- providing an incentive package that includes $10,000 cash for the first year that they're here, correct? That is paid throughout the year, $2,500 in the beginning, $500 a month, and then $1,500 at the end. That incentive package also includes uh, co-working membership at a local co-working space Mm -hmm. and community activities throughout the year to help the individuals get connected to each other and to other local Tulsans who want to meet them what we tried to do was create a program that removed as many barriers that exist when somebody is transitioning to a new city. I uh, I personally am from Tulsa originally, but I left for 15 years. And most recently I spent about a decade in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And when I started considering, well, I, I worked for Apple for a number of years and then left and started working as a consultant. And I had the flexibility to move wherever I wanted I started thinking about communities that I wanted to be a part of. And and each city that you think of, there are large barriers when it comes to getting integrated and connected. And I knew that having been from Tulsa, one thing that this place has in abundance is community. And so I moved back to Tulsa and created this program in order to tell people about the great things of Tulsa, but also provide Um, an opportunity for people to relocate to a city more easily than they would uh, in any other situation.
1: So how did it all started? So you had the idea, and then what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the the program is an initiative of George Kaiser Family Foundation, which is a large foundation in Tulsa, uh, one of the largest in the country, uh, but it's based here in Tulsa, and it's focused on ensuring that this city becomes the best place for a child to be born grow and succeed Uh, so part of that strategy is ensuring that the community itself is one of the most vibrant and inclusive communities possible and part of that is ensuring that talented and diverse individuals are actively moving into the community so i started working with the foundation on ideas behind how we can attract talented people. Mm-hmm. We started with a hypothesis that if people came to Tulsa for a year, they mm-hmm. would like it and choose to stay longer. So the question then becomes who has the flexibility to take that kind of risk and move to Tulsa for a year? Remote workers. So we put together a program specifically focused on remote workers that a huge growing part of the economy here in the United States and worldwide. And for anybody who's been following the future of work is going to become more and more important part of the economy. Mm -hmm. So our vision is to not only support but celebrate remote work and create an environment here in Tulsa uh, that allows remote workers to thrive. That's
1: amazing. You know, while some cities, we talked about it at a conference and I found it fascinating that some cities try to attract big companies right, to get that new talent into the city. But what you're doing is actually in a completely different approach when you invest in individuals instead of big companies.
0: When you choose to invest in individuals instead of companies, you have an opportunity to accelerate the diversity of industry represented in a specific community. Um, I was lucky. I had the privilege to leave Tulsa to to expand my career opportunities. But not every individual born in Tulsa has that that privilege. So for many, the opportunities that they have in their life are the opportunities that are around them. And one of the things that I think is most exciting about focusing on talented people instead of tra- attracting companies is that with, with relatively little effort, you can greatly enhance the opportunities for those individuals. Also, historically, talent has gone where the jobs are. And so you see talented individuals relocate into larger cities that have plenty of opportunity and jobs. So it makes sense that communities would actively work on recruiting companies to provide those jobs. But that's evolved. And jobs now go where the talent is. I think that Amazon's mm-hmm. second headquarter hunt last year was was a very clear sign of that. That the, the locations they chose were locations where they would have the closest access to talent. Uh, and, and it was not motivated by pretty much anything else. So mm-hmm. I think that... We are at the beginning of an evolution, and I'm really excited that Tulsa gets to be part of the, the, uh, the individuals leading the charge, or the, the communities leading the charge. So when was the first year of the program? We launched in November of 2018, uh, and we initially thought this was going to just be a small experiment. We thought we would bring in maybe 20 to 25 individuals. But after receiving over 10,000 applications from all over the world in the first uh, 10 weeks, we decided to expand the program. Now, there are far more talented individuals who applied than we uh, felt was right to bring into Tulsa in the first year. But we did grow it to 100 people. We invited 100 people. I think at this point in total, 115 individuals, including family members, have transitioned to Tulsa in the first year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we just launched at the end of October our second round of Tulsa Remote, where we've chosen to expand it to 250 individuals that we'll be bringing to Tulsa this year.
1: Wow, that's a big growth. How do you decide about the numbers? (laughs) Or what's the, like, how do you find that sweet spot?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we want to ensure that we are doing the right thing to, for our community, and that means keeping promises to the individuals that we're bringing to Tulsa, but also ensuring that the community that we have here is uh, is enhanced and not supplanted. So that means ensuring that there isn't a subculture created by individuals that are coming in that only uh, stick to each other. That means actively working to integrate the individuals and connect them to the leaders that are already here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we just regularly think about where we are and what resources we have and try to make the best decision we, we can when it comes to numbers. Last year, I believe that we were uh, conservative and we made the right decision to keep the number low and after the incredible success of the first year and the number of individuals who have given us positive feedback, both within the community and uh, within the cohort, we felt like the best thing to do was grow the program.
1: Wait, I want to stop there because I want to ask you more about that first year. About, I don't know, did you had to adjust? Uh, some of the of your intentions or the concept or the way you integrate between new members and local people
0: Can you tell me how was your experience? Yeah, that's a great question So anytime you ask individuals to try something that's never been done before uh, You are you're asking them to trust you, but you're also you're also um, you're inviting adventurous pioneers and I'm really pleased to say that the individuals that came through the program in the beginning, especially, um, have been incredible individuals who have been excited to be part of an experiment to try to figure out the best way to do this process, and they have been uh, open and giving giving feedback. And, and And the great thing is, is that um, the the program itself is not very complicated. It is not. It is not very involved. It is, let us help you. Let us be a resource to you with any questions that come up as you're transitioning into a new community. So the evolution that happened in the first year, I, I believe, was mo- mostly focused just on what we had to do to evolve when it came to numbers. When there are 14 people here, it was very easy to get a dinner table. <laughs> when there are 100 individuals here, there are fewer op- options when it comes to that. Uh, so we we do things like monthly dinners where all of the participants are, are welcome to come um, and, and connect with each other and hear about the program and ask questions. Um, but we also do events throughout the year that help them get connected to Tulsa specifically. That might be us highlighting events that are already happening in Tulsa and inviting them to come and participate. Or it could be us uh, sponsoring an event where we invite other Tulsans to get connected to these individuals. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite events that we did this last year was um, uh, a happy hour where we invited the mayor of Tulsa and his entire senior staff to come and talk about the initiatives they're working on And get connected to the individuals that came through the program. This gave the individual cohort members an opportunity to learn about what our city government is focused on. And it also gave our city government an opportunity to meet these incredibly talented individuals that potentially bring skill sets to the community that hadn't existed here before. And from that that happy hour, I know of at least three different subsequent meetings that were established between cohort members and the city of Tulsa senior staff.
1: Wow, that's incredible. And I want to know more about the individuals. Can you give me, I don't know, is there a profile? Are they, uh, where are they coming from? What's their ages? How diverse is it?
0: That's a great question. The, the, The truth is, is that we don't track a lot of those details. We focus on ensuring that the application process is is as fair as possible, and we try to remove any unconscious or implicit bias. That means that we don't ask questions about age. We don't ask uh, questions of race or or ethnicity. We don't ask religious questions. Um, With that said, I... Uh, have gotten to know a lot of, I've gotten to know everybody who's come through the, the cohort in the first year. I can
1: imagine. Um, and
0: anecdotally, I've learned how these individuals identify. And I can say that it's an extremely diverse group. Of the 100 people we invited, they represented 26 different states. 55 of them were from New York, Massachusetts, or California. Uh, our farthest participant moved from Singapore, it was an American citizen who was living in Singapore. Um, ages, just anecdotally, one person we accepted was still in college and had already received a contract for full employment. And so oh, once wow. they finished college, uh, they, they moved um, immediately. And then another participant um, celebrated his 64th birthday here in Tulsa. Uh, I, you know, I know because we're friends on Facebook and he he posted (laughs) about it, but but it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing, diverse community in every single sense of that word in industry and in background. uh, And uh, and we want to ensure that we we continue to do that, because the the greatest thing we can do with this program and its success is ensure um, as as best representation as possible. And uh, that means not only bringing in highly diverse, talented individuals, but also giving them a pathway to influence the program. Uh, so that's where that's where we're at, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah. Can you share some of the feedback you got on the program?
0: On the program? Of course. Uh, you know, what's really interesting to me about it is that anytime somebody is relocating from one city to another, there is a period of transition. It is not Moving is not easy and it, it doesn't even uh, stop when you've packed everything and then unpacked everything in your new location. So uh, what I've seen that I find is really, really amazing in the feedback that I've gotten is, is how supportive the community has been. Not only the Tulsa community, but also the Tulsa remote community in itself of supporting the other participants in the program. I can say that one participant moved from Boston a few weeks after his wife gave birth to their second child. And unbeknownst to the Tulsa remote leadership team, the cohort put together a meal train so that that family, once they moved, would have meals for an extended period of time after they moved here, which is really oh, incredible. Um, but the feedback that I've gotten from from the vast majority of participants, is that they are absolutely thrilled with their move to Tulsa, and that it's one of the best decisions that they've made. And you know, to me, that that is the most important thing is that they're they're happy uh, because I asked them to take a chance and and, and trust. Uh, and and I feel you know a sense of responsibility that I've asked these people to come and and try out this city. Uh, and it's been neat to see that mm-hmm. it's been overwhelmingly really positive. Not everything is positive. It's impossible for everything to be positive. Of
1: course, of course. So, can you share a challenge you had to overcome?
0: Of course. So, so Oklahoma has uh, has weather, and uh, unfortunately, we had some flooding this year, and it was flooding that we hadn't seen in uh, thirty years. Yet it happened a few weeks after. Many people moved to Tulsa from other communities so I can oh, no. you can only imagine that I'm sitting in a stairwell with some of the participants as we're dealing with with uh, with flooding and 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 weather uh, luckily the the um, the city itself didn't have any any real flooding it was only outside of the city and um, there were there was no other damage and uh, in Tulsa and it, so it went through fine but as you can imagine for somebody who's not used to that uh, it was it was a little much for transition uh, you know other obstacles that exist in Tulsa that that um, might be different for people who are moving from let's say New York or or uh, San Francisco or LA is there aren't as many direct flights so sometimes it's more difficult to get to, to places. Um, you know, I personally am, am comfortable with that because it's so much easier getting to the airport and getting through security. Uh, you know, I, I had an apartment downtown and it took me 12 minutes via Uber or Lyft to get to my gate, not only to my airport and not only, you know, through security to my gate. It took me 12 minutes. Uh, And I'll take that over living in Manhattan and uh, trying to get out to JFK any day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I hear you on that one. Um, Is there, like, in in Tulsa itself, how does it work? People are searching for accommodation. Do they try to live next to each other
0: or is is it just... Sure. Well, Tulsa... For a lot of your listeners, I suspect that they haven't really heard of Tulsa before or know much about Tulsa. Tulsa is a, a city of 400,000, uh, but it's an area of about a million people. Um, it is, I think, the 47th largest city in the country. Uh, so it's not small, but it's not huge. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that Tulsa in the 1930s had some of the tallest buildings in the country. Um, and had some of the most, uh, some of the highest density of wealth in the world because, uh, Tulsa was the oil capital of the world and the largest oil reserve was found just south of, of Tulsa. Because of that, you know, wealthy men from the coasts came and helped found Tulsa. Uh, we have one of the top 15 ballets in the world. We have two amazing museums, the Philbrook and, and Gilcrease Museum. We have an opera and a symphony that um, are absolutely world-class. Uh, and I, this is coming from a, a person who studied music and lived in Boston and New York and San Francisco. Uh, I'm critical of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a, a rich foodie history as well. Um, those oil men wanted to build a downtown that felt like the downtown they came from. So – While Tulsa is in the middle of America, we have a really neat and dense downtown district. We had more Art Deco in downtown than I think any other city in the country except for parts of Los Angeles and South Beach, Miami. Um, Most of the participants choose to live downtown in an apartment building. Um, There are multiple options for them. Some participants decide to rent houses outside of downtown, uh, and 15 of the participants so far have purchased homes in Tulsa since they've moved here. So that speaks, I think, very much to their commitment to the community and their desire to stay here longer than just a year.
1: I wanted to ask you to tell me a story about something that surprised you.
0: Uh, something that surprised me? Um, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I would say that the first thing that surprised me was how unbelievably viral this story went. Um, I woke up the day we launched, and more people had applied to the program than we expected to apply all year long. Wow. On the first day? Yeah, on the first day. Uh, Having CBS Sunday Morning, which is my parents' favorite television show, come to Tulsa and interview us was a really amazing experience and was a huge surprise. But I'd say that the greatest surprise to me is the individuals that first moved here that I was concerned would have difficulty transitioning and seeing how quickly, how quickly they've gotten connected and found support within the community and feel like they found a home here. I think that's what's really interesting is that in so many ways, our society has moved towards having less and less community. And many people find their community solely through their family or through their work. And as individuals move away from family for work, and then their work moves away from an office to remote working, there are many people who find themselves with very little community. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, uh, yeah, it hits you every once in a while that the only person that you've seen in person is the delivery person. So as, as society continues to evolve, there seems to be less and less community. Uh, and people who have moved away from family, which is a huge part of their community, uh, to, for a job, and their job becomes, their office becomes their community. When they become remote, either by their own choice or by the company's choice, Many of them find themselves without much community at all, and I think that there is an enormous opportunity for cities like Tulsa to provide a community and a sense of belonging for those individuals who are looking for a place to live. Uh, because Tulsa, as exciting of a city as it actually is for the size, with the, the amount of things that there is to do here, uh, the the most beneficial aspect of moving to Tulsa is, is the community and the, and the people who uh, make the city here. There are more people in Tulsa actively working to make this place the city they want to see in the future than anywhere else I've lived.
1: I want to know more about it. Can you give me some examples? Yeah, give me like,
0: tell me what they do. I want to learn from these people. From from Tulsa, I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, Tulsa is consistently ranked one of the most philanthropic cities in the world. Uh, we have amazing foundations and nonprofits that work on all aspects um, uh, of social issues. Um, one of the, the most interesting conversations that are happening right now that, that, that's happening right now in Tulsa, um, and you might have heard about it, is uh, we are coming up to the centennial of the 1921 race massacre, which happened in Tulsa. Uh, it was recently depicted in the, uh, the HBO series Watchmen, which takes place in Tulsa. Um, the New York Times just released an article this week because the mayor of Tulsa has, uh, been pushing for, uh, continued exploration of the potential of mass graves. So the, the 1921 race massacre was something that was covered up for a long time. Um, you'll have to, I, I don't have enough time to dig into the entire story, but okay. many people who grew up in Tulsa w- were not aware of, of what happened. And now they're becoming aware of what happened. And the amazing thing is that this provides our city leaders and our community an opportunity to be vulnerable and authentic about uh, Tulsa's history. And, and actually I believe, be a example to the rest of the world of how you respond to a history that um, that is it was incredibly detrimental to an entire community and uh, and, and move forward in the right direction. Um, and so there are a lot of conversations that are happening right now in Tulsa that are would probably be surprising to people who had preconceived notions of Tulsa. And, and so for me, it's just really, really exciting to be in this community and hear things about, uh, equity and policing, um, di- you know, inclusion, creating inclusive environments, fixing, uh, segregation issues that have existed. Tulsa is not unique in a lot of the, the issues that it has in America, uh, but it is unique in the fact that there are people who are working, as many people as there are working here to, to, to affect change in the, in the right way.
1: I love it. Okay. So, um, we're coming to an end and before we finish, I, there's a question I'm asking all my guests. So a question called the wild napkin, ready?
0: <laughs> the wild napkin. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So you're going to a bar and you, and you have a couple of drinks and your mind is really free. And suddenly you have the craziest idea. And all you have is a napkin. So you write it down. Next day, you wake up a little bit fuzzy and you you find this napkin in your pocket. What does it say?
0: You know, it's, it's kind of... It's, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, you know, for me, it would be... It would be as we've built this, like, momentum of Tulsa Remote and that people are now hearing and finding out how amazing of a city this place actually is. How can we continue to capture that momentum and make Tulsa the remote capital of the country? How can we make this place a destination? And to me, there are so many different crazy ideas on that napkin that I think lead towards (laughs) ensuring that we're a thought leader in the conversation about remote work moving forward, that we're a destination for conferences and think tanks, um, that when distributed teams start thinking about, um, places to come and do off-sites, that we have uh, facilities that can support that. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how co-working spaces have never been adapted for remote work, that we're asking remote workers to to adapt to a space, and that just seems crazy to me. Like, what if we created uh, a, a a network of of spaces that were specifically designed for individuals that have to spend an enormous amount of time on the phone or in video conferences. Uh, a phone booth in a co-working space does not cut it. So what could we do no. to totally change the way that we think about shared spaces to ensure that this growing populace is not only supported but celebrated? Why not? Is that crazy enough for you?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I can see you're very passionate about it. So thank you for sharing that. I'm going to share the links to the website and the Facebook page and everything that people need to know to connect with you guys.
0: Absolutely. TulsaRemote.com. It's easy enough to find, and you can learn a lot about Tulsa through that page as well.
1: Great. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all your beautiful ideas with us. Thank you for
0: having me. It's really exciting to talk with you and, and speak with somebody who's just as passionate about affecting change as I am.